Hey y'all! It's Friday, and that means one thing, and one thing only, and only one thing. It means we're backstage at the Bluebird. I am Johnny Ellis. With me, as always, is Mr. Andrew Jones. And I am here, and I am not preparing anything for the future Fridays to interfere with anything that is backstage <laughs> at the Bluebird, because this is the only thing we ever do on a Friday, and this is the only thing we'll ever do on a Friday. There is no other things that happen on Friday. So this is exactly. all we'll ever do, all we'll ever do, all we've ever known. This is eternal, this is infinite, and we've been here forever. Yes. Um, and we are here talking Season 2, Episode 8 of Nashville. Uh, Nashville? Entitled. I have been movie. watching the wrong TV show. <laughs> what have you been watching? I have been watching Gunsmoke. <laughs> do you want to give um, people the title of this week's episode? Yep. Go on. Uh, what, uh, season 2, episode 8 of Gunsmoke? Of, of Nashville. Uh, sure, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, it's called Peril in the Old Museum. <laughs> in the old museum. I want to. I want to hear about this now. All right. Give me <laughs> your breakdown. Read out. Read out your three pages of notes. It's gunsmoke. There's like one page of story, and everything else <laughs> is broken up into how long can they take on their horse traveling to destinations. Okay, okay so well, yeah. you know, Hank and his brother Grest. <laughs> They're on the horses. Have, they're on the horses. Talk. You know, they're they're just standing there on the horses, standing on the horses. I should mention, <laughs> and they're, they're surveying the area. They're like, "Huh, everything's going well on our ranch slash plane." Where uh, are their feet on the horses? If they're standing they're on, on the, the they're on the saddle on the back. All right, I was That's just right. making sure one of them, one of their feet, wasn't like on the um, resting on the uh, on the head of the horse. Horses were injured a lot on Gunsmoke. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest that was never a, an option, but yeah. not in this episode. Uh, okay. That's that's in, I believe, it's season four, which is called Horse Massacre. It's mainly the controversial one. It was obviously the inspiration for the TV show Luck and the uh, movie War Horse. <laughs> uh, but Guest is out there and he's like, yeah, things are looking good. And Hark is uh, saying, yeah, things are looking good. And then they hop back off their horses. They let their horses go and then they lay down in the field. And basically, it's just them looking at the stars for 48 minutes. <laughs> Good episode. We mm. never get to go to the museum. The museum is in the mind. The mind of the palace of the stars and the field and the plains and the ranch. Gunsmoke, it's a show. <laughs> that was what passed for entertainment back in the 50s. Well, I got to eat a tea cake while I was listening to that, so that's good. Does that um, when you finish digesting it? Do you want me to continue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 48 minutes. I thought you'd go on a bit longer, but never mind. Okay, there's um, not much there. They really just <laughs> set a camera up and filmed, you know, at eight minute intervals because of the amount of film you can actually shoot at that point. See, you this know, reset and just go straight on to uh, cutting between the stars and them looking going on. That looks <laughs> quite nice. Yes, it does. This week's episode is um, 42 minutes long and. Uh, we're going to be talking about it for a while. 43 minutes um, and 6 seconds. I guess yeah. if you take out the uh, yeah, previously on and the credits, it gets down to 42, maybe even less. But, you know, that's um, the product we've been given. So, Natural Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Hanky Panky Woman, which I just love. Excuse um, me, It's a title from Loretta Lynn song. It's all titles from country songs. Yeah, this Um, this one sounds like it's from uh, The Daughter of a Coal Miner. She's a hunky-panky woman. (laughs) The two things I know about Loretta Lynn now are she she was birthed by a coal miner and she grew up to be into a hanky-panky. Yep. Um, This aired 20th of November 2013. Oh, interesting. Are you happy? Are you happy now? I'm very happy with that information. This is basically the Thanksgiving app. Yeah. Um, directed by Eric Stoltz, his last of uh, three episodes he directed. He's, this is it for Stoltz. Yeah, this is it. Well, he got to make his trilogy. Yes, he did. I do hope Christopher Lloyd was in the background going, Oh, oh that's a good idea. He didn't get to make his, his Back to the Future trilogy, but he got to make his natural trilogy. Um, and written by David Gould, 
um, third of uh, nine episodes. Um, not, after... not as we should stress, not Dana Gould, as I keep suggesting. No, David Gould. If only, you'll be much um, more hilarious. And full of pop um, culture references. He's He wrote uh, episodes nine and 15 of season one before this, okay. and uh, has produced four, 34 episodes between seasons one and four. So he's he's been around. He's, he's been, been sitting around. in the writer's room a lot. Yes. Show, really formatting the story. So we um we kick off uh right where we uh left Olivia and Juliet. Um because if you remember last week I am trying to remember, let me just uh, close my eyes and really try <laughs> fondly recall Sorry. what was going on. I give you a couple of minutes. You don't so- no, no, hold on a second. Uh, what I'm remembering is they were out on a field and they were looking up at the stars together. <laughs> and Charlie was still Yeah, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's my Olivia's, Olivia's uh, just finished kissing Juliet and Juliet's saying, what, 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 what's going on? What the hell? Olivia's the says, audience surrogate in this scene. And Olivia says, Charlie told me I should get to know you better. Um, and so that maybe all of us together could have some fun. Like also, it's some kind of kinky stuff, are they? Yeah. Do you reckon, do you reckon Charlie's into like, some sort of army hammer kind of thing? Ooh. Do, you, do you reckon anyone's ever said Charlie bit my finger? <laughs> well, probably. Um, <laughs> That's the road I chose to walk down. But um, not necessarily a threesome, says Olivia. Uh, sometimes Charlie likes to watch. Oh, uh, much more interesting. While playing with a flick knife. Um, and uh, he says that Juliet was adventurous, but I guess he was wrong, she says. Um, Juliet says she doesn't boring, like to you share. Know, hetero cis white woman who has no engagement in other culture and understanding and adventures and expanding her horizons beyond what has been taught to her by a very stripped down, broken system of propaganda. God forbid. Um, Boo, is what I said. Well, Juliet says she doesn't like to share, but Olivia points out that, you know, Charlie's my husband, so Olivia's the one sharing, technically. It's true. Drops the mic and leaves. Don't know why she had a mic with her. I think it's very important to accentuate every moment by bringing microphones to all occasions, and I shall be doing that from further (laughs) social engagements hither to the end of time. (laughs) I don't plan um, on being a human again, so... Well, now we're back on the bus with uh, Scarlett and Gunner, who has just turned up. Uh, turns out he's got a gig writing with Luke Wheeler. Who? Um, Luke, hold the wheeler, was it? Oh, hands off the wheeler. Hands off the wheeler. Because Deacon made that joke about you, you, that name mere months after he had a horrifying car crash that ruined his <laughs> career. Um, and so, yeah, Scarlett and Gunner have a little catch-up, and they're like, oh, he's... He tells her I've got a gig and writing and um and then there's some random guy on the bus going, Alright guys, we've got an all night drive together. It's gonna we're gonna we're gonna be close quarters for the rest of the tour. We're all stuck together. So I hope there's no exes on this bus. Because, because we're, we're heading to Texas or Florida. <laughs> um so we're we're gonna be on the bus for the next few weeks. Got radio station rehearsal, meet and greet tomorrow. It's going to be busy, but we're all going to be together. How do you rehearse a radio station meet and greet? (laughs) We never find out. It's one of the unanswered questions of this show. The eternal mystery. The show is like lost. I was going to say, we're going to have to open up the vault of Nashville one day and find out what's on the other side. Yeah, I mean, Gunner's just turned up to say we need to go back. Can't go back. Um, back in Nashville, uh, they Nashville. We're always in Nashville. City overwhelmingly approves of its first lady, of its new first lady, according to the papers. Everyone's um, Mr. Mayor and Mrs. Mayor. Yep. Ted Danson. Speaking of, speaking of who, uh, Teddy says he wants Danson. to go to um Peggy's next doctor's appointment because you know she's she's got a doctor's appointment because she's due due because yeah, she's, she's, she's due. <laughs> she's she's pregnant. She's definitely pregnant. She has a baby inside. she's of the Judaic faith. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. She's got got her baby inside of her. Yep. Which uh, Theodore kindly placed. 
And uh, yeah, it seems weird that uh, considering he's a family man, we know he's a family man, he is theoretically the next daddy. Uh, he has uh, chosen not to go to any doctor's appointment so far. I know he's a mayor, but he's also had time to divorce his wife during his mayorship, so it's fine to... And get married during his mayorship. I think it's I, fine to go ahead and, uh, you know, go to one doctor's appointment. I feel like he's been given her space, maybe. What do you mean? He's the mayor. He has all the space. Yes, he has the entire true. city of Nashville. How much more um, space does he need to give her? Well, he's saying now it's time he met the doctor. Um... <sighs> And he said he's going to shift things around. Uh, Wait, it's Doctor... No problem. Which Doctor is it? David Tennant. Doc Brown? Everyone's favourite. <laughs> Doc Brown, yes. You've got a baby inside you! Start singing Your about once. Coming out. You're going to see some serious shit! Oh, that's not the Doc Brown oh. I don't mind. I was thinking of one that would sing about um, once I caught official life. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, buddy! <laughs> Where's your good official life? You know, did I tell you I've got tickets booked for um, the musical of that? Of one, two, three, four, five. Yes, yeah. Of um, of Back to the Future. I'm going to go Back to the Future. Are they opening Back to the Future the musical in Nashville? Yes, <laughs> that's a big get. I mean, it's a music city, but it's not really a musical city. They don't really have many productions. I don't know when Hamilton's coming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when Cats is We're still coming. waiting on Disney Plus over here. <laughs> and that's all you care about is when Cats is coming. That's cats all you go on about. Cats coming and Cats is 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 coming and Cats Teddy says he's going to shift things around. Oh, it's going right. to be no problem because this is important. And Peggy looks at him and she says, Teddy, I'm so glad you think so. She doesn't go. She doesn't tell him the truth that she's not actually begging. She's happy. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, and now hold it's a... a second. I feel like he might have said something muttered under what I said. And it seems like it was more important than what I said. And yet I didn't quite hear it. Was it something important? Who? You. Me. Yeah. Oh, it's just the fact that um that, you that know, everyone loves her Peggy in Tennessee, have her. so Peggy she's doesn't have a baby. Sorry, what was that about Shady Miscarriage? Yeah, I was just all I was saying is basically Tom Cruise and David Miscarriage are best friends. She doesn't have a baby anymore. She's had a miscarriage. I went to Scientology. I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's blood simple. <laughs> um. But now it's time for one of our favourite segments of uh, Nashville. What's our favourite segment of Nashville? What's one of our favourite segments of Nashville? Watching the TV show Nashville! Yes. And Tandy and Raina sister catch-up time. Oh, good God. I love when they have little catch-ups. Oh, uh, boy. Here's a character that I guess exists still. <laughs> FBI well, um, informants. Tandy. Yes, exactly. Um, well... Uh, Raina is packing up to head out to see Luke Wheeler on oh. tour um, because Luke holds the uh, hands off the Wheeler. Off. <laughs> hold it. Um, Luke yeah, holds um, <laughs> But yeah, she's not just going to support uh, Scarlett on tour. She's going to see her new boyfriend, which is kind of cute. Oh, right. what's what she about, packing then? What's she packing? She's packing lingerie. Oh, she, I thought she was packing some support, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> support informed lingerie. How do you feel about Luke Wheeler, by the way? Do you think that he's, um, he's, he's coming in and, you know, stealing her, stealing a Deacon's woman? I think Deacon doesn't own women. True. There was true. no possessive, please, thank you. People are their own people. But are you, are you a Dana Stan yet, or? A who? A Dana Stan. Dana De- Scully. Deacon and Raina. Nope, that's... That's Regan. <laughs> Let's get that absolutely <laughs> clear first and foremost. That's Regan. Are you a Regan stand then? Uh, I am a stand of nothing. You're Unless you're asking me who's my favourite adult male father of the house character in uh, Seth MacFarlane's TV show American Dad, then I'll say Stan. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, <laughs> How do I feel about Luke Wheeler? Yeah. Well, he's hands off the wheel. We all know that much. <laughs> I think he has big hat energy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he is one of Edge Hill's most prominent stars. Yeah. And I believe he sells out concerts and venues and stadiums. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, Tandy wants to know, um, is he better than Liam? Now, is she asking this firstly, or is this another FBI informant question? Um, well, we, we is never she know wearing a wire? We never know with Tandy. Never, and we, we never will know. Never as long as she's on the show, we don't know if she's asking personally or for the security of the nation. But what do you think? Do you think, um, do you think uh, Luke is better than Liam? Do you think he's bigger than Liam? I think hat-wise, yes, <laughs> I think uh, he seems to be bigger in the country music circles. But I think Liam, as a performer and a producer, he's uh, much more beloved internationally. Fair enough. That's the thing. And well, also, you know, he, he's so beloved that uh, he can travel to places like Bangkok and uh, not be found dead with his throat slit <laughs> in a hotel room with a flight assistant. <laughs> flight attendant. No, assistant. <laughs> they assist flight, their wings. Um, well, Raina uh, hints that she thinks Luke that could maybe be someone she could be serious with. Well, but it's a bit too early. So. To... <laughs> it's too early to say it, but she is, you know. Oh, I'll say it. No, he's not. No, he's not. I don't care how big his office, his acres of land are, <laughs> how many guns he has that he can shoot cans and bottles with. No, he's not. <laughs> so Get you're the not. Fuck out. Recon forever. <laughs> um, Juliet, meanwhile, is getting the fuck out of Dodge. Um, she wants to spend some time on music and not expensive hobbies like the Wentworths. Um, Glenn is following her, behind, following behind her, and he has no idea what's going on. Why is she leaving? And he says, "Don't forget, you know, the Wentworths are like royalty. Um, <laughs> we don't want to piss them off because you know the the head of the family will." What are they going to do? Organize a car crash. How, um, what, no, what are they going go to, to do? These guys, they have 800 different media outlets, and yet <laughs> they live in a cardboard flat pack, furniture, <laughs> creation, in the middle of nowhere, looking after their hobo king. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, well, Juliet says there's no one she, can, she uh, can't say no to, um, and there's no one she can't say screw you to. So, I mean, she could say that to her mother. Oh. Oh, I mean, do you remember her mother, Jolene? Jolene. 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 Ah, memories. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, God, look how far she's come. She, you know, she got over that pretty quickly. Um, Deacon. Sorry. <laughs> Deacon has come to um, see his niece play in the stadium. His niece, his niece. Claiborne's niece. Who is Scarlet he related O'Connor. to that's the best person in the world? Yes. Who Scarlet is it, sorry? O'Connor. Scarlett O'Connor? Oh, she's so cool. Yes, she is. Such cool. a positive, nice human being. And he's come to see her play in the, in the big big old Does stadium. He, well, he, he wants to be a positive and nice human being too. And he bought, he's bought her a special pillow, which is <laughs> even nicer. Because her, her bed is like a rock, apparently. It's, it's hard and to And she, see. you know... She likes it to be a bit more country. Yes. <laughs> um, Raina's leaving a note for her girls before she leaves. Um, and I gave you all the clues. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Police Officer. <laughs> um, oh, it's, uh, she's got a drawing of a uh, crude stick figure shelving unit with uh, eyes and a mouth. <laughs> well, um... The her driver arrives, but for some reason he's dressed up as a cop. Oh wait, no, it's not her driver. It's a cop with another cop. The cops have arrived. Oh hey, um, turns we out are the cops from Nashville. We've got a weird sounding accent. <laughs> turns out there's a court order for um, Raina. She needs to leave. Um, she's got illegal possession of Edgehill Records property. And you know what possession is? Go on. Tenth of the law. Indeed, it is. Um, that illegal possession is the uh, the masters of her album. She needs to surrender the album or face prosecution. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Or burn them down like uh, some sort of roadie we know, D. 
Well, I've popped that in my next notes because, uh, well, first now we know we're in uh, Nashville, as the oh, title tells the us. The have switched around on us and we've gone down the bridge of the guitar. Um, Raina doesn't care if she has to go to the Supreme, the state Supreme Court. Oh, shit, she's we're going to get all up. the way up to the top. Yeah. Ruth Bader's um, going to get involved. She's not going to give up the Masters. Um, Brett Kavanaugh is going to be like, what? I'm my, today. <laughs> my suggestion in my notes here was, you know, speak to Avery. See what he did and kind of get inspiration from him. You know, just yeah, what if she exactly. just burned them now and then? What if, right in front of them, they would have to call the fire department instead? Yes, exactly. Like an episode of 911. <laughs> um, Jeff is on a plane, so he can't be contacted. Jeff. That's Jeff. a power move. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, who's Jeff? Give me a surname. Um, Jeff, I was going to say Wheeler then. Jeff Fordham. Jeff Fordham. I feel like I should know that name, but it doesn't doesn't ring out on me. Jeff Fordham. Ugh. Is there like a, a, still doing this? a location still doing where, where oh, yeah. he... Uh, okay, well, Jeff Fordham, he, he's from Harvard. From Harvard, right, okay. okay. Where did he study in Harvard? <laughs> I'm still it doing this. Science? Is it was it law? Weeks was ago. it mathematics? It was bean counting. Bean counting. He's a professor of bean counting from Harvard Law. Cannot believe we're still going on about this. <sighs> um, he's on a plane, so they can't contact him. That yeah. is a power move. That's <laughs> see what he did there. He took um, his he took his phone off so that he could focus on counting beans in zero g. Yeah, um, that's right. It's a vomit comet. He's not flying to a, um, a remote island like Raymond suggests. So well, he's, he's not going to his place. No, he's flying to um to Luke Wheeler's uh concert. Check out the concert. Cause... So he said uh, to make it more apt, he told his pilot to get his hands off the wheeler. Yes. <laughs> um, Arena can be arrested if she doesn't give up her masters. So, I think anyone yeah. can be arrested for yeah. door knocking these days. It turns yeah, out. So that's true. Um, so she. It's almost like uh, all cops are bastards. What? She reluctantly gives them up, um, gives them a big old bag and says, tell Edge Hill not to get too attached. She's going to get her record back. If it's the last thing she does, damn it. Well, the last thing she did was, you know, kill her and Deacon. But this has all been a dream sequence since. <laughs> Who's going to wake up in the shower? Me. <laughs> um, did you know I'm in Nashville? Well, Juliet's in Nashville. They're all in Nashville. We're backstage. Um, Juliet's back in Nashville. She's um, she's hanging out with Avery, her new her best buddy, um, and she's singing a song called Dreams. Um, and I I don't remember this song. At all. Go again, see, I must be dreaming. Is that song? Yes, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> so she finds Charlie... out about thunder. <laughs> Charlie keeps uh, texting. Players, do you know about players? Sorry, I only love you when you play. <laughs> um, well, Charlie keeps texting uh, Juliet while she's busy writing a song with her best buddy. Oh, is that what they're um, doing? They're writing a song. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were singing a song. They were singing. I, did, I, did, not, I did not see any pen go to paper. That's true, but you know, you didn't, it's you not don't writing pen unless paper pen goes to write. paper. And I say that as a writer. <laughs> Fair enough. And also, so as a all your script, all your scripts are written. Um, Tarantino with style. Pen, with pen on a paper. Yep. Okay, interesting. Because um, I've read one of your scripts and it looks very much like it was typed up. Your handwriting is amazing. Impeccable. That's why I can yeah. never be a doctor. <laughs> um, Only reason I can never. So yeah, Juliet's phone back. keeps going off because um, Charlie misses her and he wants to speak to her. Um, so, so um, Charlie wants to speak to her. Olivia really wanted her. Does yeah. that mean that uh, the affection of Juliet Barnes is between all of Charlivia? Yes, basically. Um, and I'm Avery's saying to Olivia. <laughs> well, Avery's saying to her, you know, uh, if you need to take that, it's fine. And she says, nope, I'm good. And she grabs her phone, gets up, and drops it in a glass of water. <laughs> and Avery just looks at her like, wait, hold on. That's not normal. What's going on? She's like, nothing. It's like, yeah, no, something's definitely going on. Because you just dropped your phone in a glass of water because you didn't want people to 
keep interrupting. You could have just switched the phone off. So yeah. something's going on. This is a bold move, and it freaked me out because no one wanted to get <laughs> the rice either. So they're just both accepting, yep, this phone is you just being I was just... Look, last year... I was having a gun. I was putting my feet in water because I was having one of those evenings where it's just very comfortable. Right. I was uh, watching Flashdance in 4K right. on my Apple TV because I'd never seen it before. It's in oh, 4K. I'll give it a go. And um, unfortunately, the remote slipped down into the uh, footspell for a second. And that's how I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I went straight to putting that in rice. And it turns out, unfortunately, like, unlike the phones, the Apple remote doesn't work like that. Oh. And so that thing is dead. Oh, no. And that thing costs 80 quid. Bloody hell. Yep. So it's like, well, now I've got to use my phone, and sometimes it's very temperamental. This Ooh. is a problem for me, because, you know, this is how I live now. <laughs> so I know what it's like. And well, every... Concerned and scared. Avery tells, um, tells Juliet, you know, I'm not a hired hand anymore. I'm your friend. Oh, he's not a roadie. No, he's our friend. Ooh, friend. friendy. Yeah. Um, and he thinks uh, Juliet came home because she needed one. Isn't he cute? He's there to be her friend. And nothing... He's not really cute. He's got his hair back a little bit and cut down. It's not as cute. Um, <laughs> well, Deacon and uh, Scarlett are hanging out. And um, Scarlett is obviously very nervous. She's about to play on a stadium for the first time. Um, play on the stadium? Yeah. Uh, right the up stadium. there. Close um, the roof so she can re-top it. There's going to be a lot of bodies in there, Deacon says. And well, you know what they uh, have to Scarlet do? Scarlet says, what? We'll let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Well, uh, Scarlet says there's going to be 41,807 bodies. I'll let you. <gasps> okay. Um, yeah, 41,807 bodies, apparently, according to Scarlet. Because she's counted them all. How many souls? <laughs> ah, we would have done it in July. Um, God. God, remember when they ended that? Sounded you can't be serious. Jesus. How did they not end with that line? <laughs> um, Gunnar and Luke, meanwhile, are writing. Uh, they're writing a song. Um, pen, no, paper? Pa- no, no pen, no paper. Well, then, um, come on. And, you know. Gunner's writing, but Luke is exercising. And what's and Luke he's... wearing? Exercise stuff. Is he? Yeah. Is he wearing a cowboy hat as well? Probably is. At one point, he gets his cowboy hat on. I believe at some point, he's mostly topless with, like, an open shirt. That's all you can focus on? I understand. I was disturbed because <clears throat> it was like he was trying to show Gunner how to wear clothes again. It's like, no, Gunner's just learned how to wear normal clothes normally. <laughs> not be inappropriate as a roommate and not at all any kind of love interest. Now. This guy's sitting well, back. He's still work. got um, Zoe. He's still like. Yeah, but I'm talking about human beings who I care about. <laughs> oh, Zoe's um, Scarlet's friend. So and it's fine that Scarlet can care about her. Right. But uh, I don't care about anyone except for Scarlet and Deacon. So you don't care about anyone that Scarlet cares about? No. Well, except for Deacon. I care about Skeekin. Skeekin? No. No. We're not doing that. Scarlet? No. No. Two, two um, great flavours. <laughs> Tastes great one family. Um, well, uh, Luke wants Deacon, uh, Luke wants Gunner to um, make the songs fit him. Yeah, you see, what brand. would you say is the the brand of uh, Luke Hands Off the Wheeler? Um, there's definitely no wheels involved. Oh, there's kind of wheels. Hands off. Um, it's beer and trucks. Yes, beer and trucks. Beer and yep. trucks. <laughs> Um, she was well, truck babies. He's sold thirty million records, and he's got twenty-two number one number ones. And he says to he says to Gunner, "You're here to help me write the twenty-third." Is that convenient? It's the Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we both had that. Right. I what my, the fuck? I put it in my notes to make sure to mention. Jim Carrey jumps in and says, "Did somebody say 23? <laughs> With mad eyes. Do you, know why, do, do you know why he was there? Why? Because he got security and he ran past me and he looked at them and said, somebody stop me. <laughs> wow. Right? Well done. Classic. Yeah. Um, 
Exactly. A F T E R P A R T Y because he's got a backstage pass. <laughs> um, Raina, Raina turns up um, and kind of cuts the uh, cuts the writing session short. Um, Gunnar leaves and uh, Luke. <laughs> yes, Luke. Uh, Luke gives Raina a hug and he says it's only been a day, but he's missed her. Um, she she catches them up about Jeff. It's not as interesting as when um her and Tandy catch up catch each other up about stuff. About um, from Harvard. And uh, Luke says, "Well, I guess I shouldn't have invited them to the show, should I?" Um, oh, oh, but he oh. says, "But he says, don't worry. You, you know, you attract more flies with honey. You know, there's there's a thing for you. A bit of advice. Also, fight fire with fire. So." He's all over the place with his advice. advice. I think he needs to get some hands on that wheel. <laughs> Turn it into the skid, because um, this is embarrassing now. Jeff has turned up for the show, and he's um he's, he's Scarlet backstage. And he's, Who's he brought, sorry? Uh, he's not just him. Who, who else is it? There's some, there, there is a woman behind him who will carry an iPad the entire episode. Ah, right, and yeah. I assume on that iPad there is an app that will help them. Count Beans. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the iPad woman. She's just a thing. She's yeah. iPad assistant, bean counter assistant. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he um he bumps into Scarlet and uh, wishes her luck for the show, and he says, you know, stadium tra- crowd can be tough. Um, you've only what got one crowd chance. Can't be tough. Yeah, that's the thing. You can, you've only got one chance to make a good impression, and Scarlet says, yeah, well, since Rena signed me, it's her impression I care most about. So, so is she going to capture thanks. it? Um, <laughs> don't let it go. Um, and uh, and Jeff says, "Well, Rayner failed to buy out Highway sixty five and your contract, so you answer to me." Um, and he says, "Personally, I feel artists deserve to know where they stand." Notice it's so all about money. Out... It's all about yeah. the dum 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 dum. He says, "You fun. get out there and you have some fun." Uh, Rayner sees Jeff, and Scarlet is now a bit of a mess because she's. She, if she wasn't nervous already, she's even more nervous. Her um, hair has gone red from the nerves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Raina takes her under her wing and leads her away. And Jeff calls her, <laughs> calls the head of her. He's like, oh, I thought you'd be tied up at home. And she goes, oh, I bet you did. And flips the bird. Um, she turns around, she flips her hair, she turns away, and all you hear is, I'm a motherfucking woman. I love how you brought up Kesha, not me. Who? Um, Kesha. No, 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 no. That was uh, was that was uh, by the uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn soundtrack. Right. Okay. Also, Kesha. Um, I mean, I don't know who's credited. It's 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 just it's just from the soundtrack. One assumes it was by Daniel Pemberton. He composed all the music and that song. Scarlet is uh, shaking like a leaf. Um, she goes up on stage and she starts to sing uh, Crazy Tonight, but her vocals aren't working. Um, it's not her vocals working. Well, it's... Her, her ears. No, it's the monitor. The monitor. The yeah. monitor. Someone in the sound area is not pumping in the music at the right temp- at the right volume. The bass isn't being heard. Yeah. I'm assuming the guitar is stepping over the drums and the bass, so she can't really time and hit the right tunage. Um, so yeah, it, so it's screwing it's with her, it, and suddenly just... she's uh, she's not finding the right moment, and, and that happens the... quite frequently if they're not prepared. Yeah. And it sounds like this uh, this sound technician didn't prepare at sound check, and uh, I'm not going to say he doesn't exist. That's not fair. <laughs> Fuck this person, fucking right. forever, because this yeah. is the this is the stadium debut of one Scarlett O'Connor, the greatest performance. Artist in the entire human history of the world. Yeah. And she's treated to this kind of absolute amateur hour technician. Yeah. What the hell? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no way. Fire. Um, well, Destroy. the crowd aren't happy. Make sure all, all <laughs> opportunities down the road go on. No career. Not even <laughs> fry cook. That's it. You're done. You're out. You have to go and live in a homeless encampment run by Chalivia. Um, well, the Luke Wheeler crowd aren't happy. They start booing. Um, Gunner's looking. Uh, no, no, they start singing. Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Because they, they think her performance is as good as a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they start booing. They start uh, throwing things Excuse her. me? Yeah. And Flowers? And there's an empty Love? stadium. Food. Because she's hungry? No. Not because she's hungry. Why Well, fortunately, Raina's here to save the day. Uh, she comes out on stage as With Scarlett's trying to get off stage. And she says, no, 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 no. You need to go back out there right now. And she brings her out on stage and she says, hey, y'all. She goes, uh... <laughs> welcome to backstage of the Bluebird. Yeah. Weirdly, she says. Weird. But she says, um, you know, I don't like booing too much. Um, and she says, Scarlett is one of the most talented artist I've ever seen 100%. um and I'm gonna let I'm gonna get her to play for you so she's gonna play for you and you're gonna fucking like it okay she gets out a gun and aims it at everyone um she's got a really fast aim yeah. <laughs> how many bodies are there <laughs> they all hit the floor <laughs> um and uh Scarlet um sings crazy tonight again and and she's she kills it she's She's pretty damn good now. So I'm sorry. What are you? Are you sound surprised. This is Scarlett O'Connor we're talking about. Yeah, no, no, I'm not surprised. I'm just happy. I'm, pr- I'm proud. Oh my gosh, she she managed to save it. Yay! Uh, Jeff, meanwhile, is looking on like as if his plan failed. Maybe. Oh, we suggest that the sound sure. technician was actually I'm not, I'm not one saying, of his human being counter friends. I'm not saying anything, but Jeff's plan failed. I believe. Um, I think Jeff's plans have failed for a long time. Yeah. Back in Nashville, stick to counting beans. Back in Nashville, Juliet is catching Avery up on the whole Charlivia saga, okay. uh, including the threesome uh, part of that saga. Um, and Avery says, you know, he had some similar experience being someone's toy. He had a sugar mama. Um, and he tells her about the manager that conned him into thinking how special he was. Um, and he says to Juliet, you know, you're, not, you're no throwaway. Uh, stop giving people all your power. He's such a nice friend. Those are two good lyrics. Yes, they are, actually. They should write songs. They should they write, write all songs. the songs together. They should write all the songs um, together. Well, Scarlet's, uh, Scarlet's gig's finished, and Gunner is chasing her down to calm her down and like kind of say to her, you did great, don't worry, you know, you're, you're amazing. But she's having none of it. She's... Uh, well, Luke's, Luke's looking for Gunner as well, um, so he kind of gets distracted by that, and Scarlet gets away and locks herself in her dressing room. But Deacon's already in there, <gasps> and he's got the pillow. Oh no, he's going to smother her. <laughs> he's got the pillow, he's there to support her straight away, and oh. uh, he says, you know, it's a Luke Wheeler audience, uh, she's not singing about beer or trucks, See, and they don't want to hear about it. See. Um, All they care about, beers and trucks. And Deacon says it's not her, it's them. Um, she didn't let anyone down. Um, also, yeah, let's talk about um, Scarlet's pink highlights for a second. Because well, they're pink. That's I they the were red. Sorry. I think they're sort of pinkish reddish. reddish. It's just because she's got such a particular style of blonde hair, so anything is darker by yeah. comparison when it's on her. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk I about think... uh, her hair. I don't like it. I think Scarlett always has good hair, so... Fair enough. And uh, she's got a good personality, and that's all that matters anyway. Yes. And I appreciate her experimenting with her look to try and make herself feel better. Like, okay. I, I like this look. I like this look. Good for you. Um, well, Gunner is uh, singing a song to Luke, um, and Luke's not liking it. And he says, um, when you come up with a song that 40,000 p- people can sing back at you... Um, Come to me then, you know. Um, when you don't come up with one, they'll sing a different song called Boo, Get Off the Stage. Um, and Gunnar says, yeah, well, Scarlett didn't really deserve what she got tonight. She's very talented. Uh, True that. And, um, and Luke says, well, yeah, so is Deacon. Uh, not, everyone makes it as, not everyone makes it as hit performers or songwriters. Luke's a bit of a dick. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Raina, not Deacon of so of course he is. Mm. The show is all about how these people are horrible, and there's only two perfect people in this whole world. Who are two people? Deacon. 
Ah. He's had some bad times, but that's what makes him perfect. Is he's imperfect like a human being, and he shows how perfect he can be as an imperfect human. Whereas Scarlet's yeah. just, you know, pure and pure. Yes. Um, well, Rain has come by to see Scarlet, um, and she says to her, you know, the only time you'll mess up is if you don't uh, get up, dust yourself off, and go right back on. Or get yourself off, get up and try again. Yes. Not get yourself um, off. Don't, don't do not <laughs> we're, we're a chase podcast. I don't know why I keep sneezing today. Um, I'm allergic to the idea of going on stage in front of 40,000 people. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, Scarlett brings up the the fact that she had one chance to impress the stadium crowd. And Ray says, no, no, you didn't. She says, I got booed so many times back in the day. And I had people yelling, show me your boobs so much that you would have thought it was a hit damn song. Um, she says you can't let anybody stop you from giving out your gift. Um, Jeff counts the beans. He goes, oh, well, maybe that'll be part of the uh, next album. <laughs> and uh, Scarlett says, I heard a rumour. And you know how much we all love rumours. I know one um, person in particular who loves rumours. <laughs> um, that you tried to buy yourself out of uh, Edge Hill. Um, and she says, I, I'm in the process. So, you know, hopefully. Um and then they just have a little bitching session about Jeff. He's a bully. Uh, they don't like him. He's a bully. And they can't let him stop us. Bullies want to get beaten. Bullies yep. are doms who want to be subbed. Exactly. Um, Luke is on stage. Um, Jeff is about to see him uh, perform. But not before Raina corners him and says, you back the fuck off, Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you poached one of my artists. You mm-hmm. sabotaged another. You seize my masters. What's your endgame? And he says, profit. Profit is oh, my endgame. Kept counting beans, yeah. Yes. Um, and every day you don't release a new song, he's losing more of it. Um, but she says the record's not ready to release. Uh, but, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty good. Yeah. But Jeff's not willing to wait. So he wants to, you know, the time to capitalise on her situation is right now. Yeah. And he's yeah, already got the key art. He's been tickling around some concept art after the whole uh, accident situation. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he says, hey, um, assistant, stop counting beans and let me show you the iPad. Yep. Uh, and you see some art uh, of a new album by Rain James called Rising Out of the Ashes. And all I've put in my notes is Jesus Christ. Um, no, she doesn't like Jesus Christ. She looks like <laughs> a phoenix who is also dead. Yeah, it's not a good look. So a bit like, you know, the ending of The Last Stand and also Dark Phoenix. <laughs> it, oh, this album cover looks absolutely terrible. Oof. Don't you think? I think it weirdly looks like the DVD art for the first season of this show with its black background shiny look. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Look, I mean, it looks like something someone made. Oh. Yeah. Who is not creative. And, you know, graphic design is my passion kind of thing. Well, we cut away and uh, we're back to Raina uh, on the phone with Bucky. And she's saying over my dead... Bucky, who's that? Uh, her manager. Who's that? Who's Bucky? Is he... Uh, no, sorry, is he the Falcon? Yes. No, no, he's the Winter... He's, he's the uh, Winter Soldier? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, what's he going to do this week? <laughs> Well, Raina's saying, <clears throat> Raina says, over my dead body, am I going to let them put, that, put out an album that is based around my dead body? I'd love that line. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, that is uh, twisted to make itself something. It's a pretzel yeah. of a life. Yeah. yeah, I like pretzels. I like pretzels um, when they taste, when they've got some salt on it. This was not a salty pretzel line. Oh, she Bucky fucking said, says, fuck. Bucky yeah, what does Bucky says, say? um, Jeff is under pressure to deliver a big quarter. Um... So that's why he's he's trying to get this album out. He needs to make money. If he's going to make money, I would not suggest a big cordial. I'd probably suggest a bunch of $100 bills, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm not a bean counter. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't, ask, I, you wouldn't no, understand. No, I never went to Harvard. <laughs> um, Deacon uh, spots Raina, and he says, well, she says thanks for hang, hanging out with uh, Maddie last night. Um, remember last week's episode when he hung out with Maddie and they had, no. a, had a little movie night together? Um, it wasn't a horror. You only know that much. 
I mean, old Yeller's a horror, so uh, <laughs> such a last week thing to say. How dare um, But uh, Deacon's concerned. He doesn't think Scarlet's ready for this. Uh, she shouldn't be on tour. Rainer uh, very much disagrees. Ooh. And um, But he says, you know, being treated like that can be damaging. Uh, remember, but Rainer says, remember what he used to say, steel is forged in fire, which, Woody. yeah, it is. And Waddy, um, Waddy, who is Waddy? Waddy White. Waddy White. Now, what was his job? I can't remember. He was he was the like owner of the of the NHL Records. Wasn't and it? what happened to him? He stepped down, I think, because he got oh cancer, and, and he decided to go into his second business, which was <sighs> a meth empire. How did he get into that, though? What was his main part of that? He was a cook. He was a meth cook, wasn't he? For the whole yeah. of Nashville. It's good that we remember these important parts of Wendy White's career. Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, Raina says, you know, Scarlet wants this, and she's going to toughen up. Um, but Deacon says, not everyone is as tough as you are. I think he should have more faith in his, uh, his niece. He yeah. should, because Scarlet's the greatest. Yeah, but I also understand his protectiveness for her. Because we're all yeah. protective over her. We're all protective over her. We'll hold Deacon's hand against the wrath of anyone who would come across um, Well, now we're back with Juliet. Um, so we're natural, right? But she's yeah. gone to see Charlie and Olivia. So where so is she? Because I didn't we're... see the thing pop up. We're, we're definitely in... We're in Nashville. I think we were in DC. Was it DC? We're, we're in the, we're in the, uh, the little Dallas... Town of Nash in Nashville, Dallas. Right. We're in Nashville, which just happens to be, you know, modelled a little bit more like some sort of place where they would have a uh, home and garden expo. Well, um, Juliet interrupts their dinner, and um, Olivia tells Charlie that he needs to be more selective and consider <clears throat> the mental health of his mistresses. <sighs> bit rude. Um, Why so not mistresses? <laughs> Juliet says. That they're all a bunch of sick, narcissistic perverts, all narcissistic. those blue-blooded people. Um, and she'd rather spend the rest of her life in a double-wide than spend another minute around a billionaire bitch like Olivia. Oh, she She'll be her. queen of the trailer park. Yeah. Um, and she does she not believe smart. in free elections and government. She wasn't smart enough to realise how empty they were until now, and just walks away and drops the mic. Oh, what is it? All this mic dropping. <coughs> I mean, this is about music. This is a music show, of course. There's a lot of microphones. Yeah. That's true. The only um, other show that has as much mic dropping as this was "I'm Dying" up here. Well, Gunner, about comedians. Gunnar is um Gunnar is sat by the pool st- poolside. He's still working on a song. Um, Scarlet this, comes I by. I like this this kind of aesthetic of an e- a nighttime by a poolside, yeah. where everything is empty and it can just be you and maybe one other person just hanging out, chilling yeah. in the. Uh, night air. I want to just hang out with a friend by a pool. And then that would be oh right, okay. thought you meant hang out with Gunner and Scarlet because then that would be three people. Well no, because they're not my friends. Oh, I've never, I, I've ne- they're, they're not family. We'll talk about that <laughs> maybe another day but definitely not on a Friday. Not on a Friday. Never on a Friday. Scarlet comes by and spots him and uh, sits down and helps him out with a song. And, oh, she um, she doesn't even sit down first. She's like, can I give you a, a bit of a line reading on that one? Yeah. And Very immediately nice. makes it good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would venture that Gunner's song was bad, and Scarlet comes in and turns one line into good. So it turns out uh, the, the songwriting duo of I am trying and, oh, I'm just good at this, and you're my coattails, are back in action. <laughs> well, um, she apologises for being rude backstage, and he says, "No, no, I'm sorry for what you had to go through." Um, he says, "I wouldn't have the guts to go back up on stage after that." She says, "You know, you can't." Uh, and they sit down together and they write uh, "Ball and Chain." They start singing "Ball and Chain" together. Um, well, which was which? He kind of just sings it. Uh, ah, well, that's the that's the uh, big question. Oh, well, that's the mystery that's, of the rest of the, that's next the mystery of the show. show. Yeah. Um, Luke and Raina are in no bed one, no together. No one's writing out lyrics down. I should mention that again. No pen and paper, as yeah. you said. That's not how you write in Nashville. 
Um, Luke and Raina are in bed together, um, but Raina's mind is somewhere else. You know, it's been a rough day. Um, Luke says, do you want me to talk to Jeff? Uh, and she says, no, no, I'm used to speaking for myself. Uh, and he says, well, I kind of find that sexy, which is kind of weird. Um, and they hear uh, Ball and Jane. <laughs> Fair enough. And they hear Ball and Chain playing outside. So they, they go out onto the balcony and they look out and see Gunnar and Scarlet singing. And um, Luke says, well, it looks like he's written a hit. Um, and Raina says, I hit duet. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm going to hop on this. Um, Peggy, meanwhile, back in Nashville, has given Teddy a call, her husband. Um, she has, She's cramping. Uh, but it's probably just food poisoning. Um, he offers to cancel his date, but she says, no, no, don't worry, I'm sure it'll pass. I just wanted to, to sow the seeds of I'm not feeling very good. So when you come back later and see the uh, the pork blast that I've brought the what? splattered Sorry. on the... Uh, no, no, she's, she's having a nice conversation and there's just, you know, a brown paper bag there's and a paper bag kind of, of groceries, just something to eat if you've got, like, pregnancy cravings. Pork blood for... For all your for all your fake if, uh, I mean again if you've got pregnancy cravings and you want to drink some pig's blood that's fine for all your fake miscarriage needs it's weird blood. that it's in some sort of cardboard-ish plasticky tub like it's ice cream or butter yeah margarine really yeah. <laughs> who is buying that quantity of pig's blood and <laughs> uh, what will be left of them <laughs> um Gunner meanwhile finishes his song for Luke um and Luke What's says congratulations. Song? Um, ball and chain. Oh, I'm sure you haven't mentioned um, it in the last five seconds. I was confused. <laughs> and Luke says, uh, Congratulations on your first co write. And Gunnar's like, What? And he says, No, I'm just kidding. You get solo writing credit. Cause he doesn't get solo writing cool. credit because, you know, I'm assuming beer and trucks also get writing credit, right? Because they're yep. the three important parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Raina says, You know, we should play it to 40,000 people tonight. Um, and Gunnar gets excited. And he says, uh, what, you mean you, you want me to play it tonight? And uh, Luke just laughs in his face and says, no, no, mate, your job's done. <laughs> Go back in the cupboard. Fatality. <laughs> um, so uh, we're back with Juliet. And Can I just say that? Yeah? Gunner's gumption that he would be playing this song. He knows he's there to do scripts, to do songwriting. He knows he's there to shadow more than anything else. Yeah. He, what kind of... <laughs> you see, this is the foolishness that makes him think he can get on one knee and suddenly win over Scarlett O'Connor, the queen of everyone. <laughs> well, you know... Um, uh, well, um, yeah, yeah, there's no answer to it. <laughs> there's no answer to it. He's just, he's just, a, he's just a, a, a dumb person. Jeff, Jeff offered him a showcase, so you know he's still got a showcase. Doesn't mean you go out in front of everyone. That's that means showcase. maybe you'll get an after party moment. <laughs> um, well, maybe the after party is um, after, it's after the party of, set. Yeah, Luke Wheeler is the after party is the encore. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> she, she, there's, there is no opener. For Scarlett O'Connor on a stadium. She just goes out there hoping that uh, the crowd will be warm enough because it's Tampa. <laughs> and then when she goes off after 25 minutes, suddenly, wait, there's an hour and 25 minute encore by some guy who seems to be the, the king of country music? <laughs> what a weird well, show. Back, we're back with Juliet now, and uh, she's saying that look on Trollivia's face with what was worth the flight alone. Um, and a weight to be lifted off. Um, they're cel- uh, she's celebrating with uh, Avery with some wine, and she says, "Oh, you know, just look at where we've come. You know, remember us, when yes. I remember when I first met us. you. They do the backstage. Pool <laughs> she says, "Remember when I first met you backstage at the Opry and um, and Avery says, "Oh, you remember that now?" And she says, "Yeah, because it was mentioned in the um the previously on Nashville." <laughs> They, they showed a clip from the pilot episode. It's a good job <laughs> that she has a documentary crew around her capturing these moments to her explain Eric Stoltz over three occasions. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Scarlett calls Avery and uh, he he answers the call and he kind of walks off a bit and gives uh, Scarlett a little pep talk. And she no, she does, he does the Ghostbuster. 
Yep, her monitors are all working. Um, and uh, Raina says, I'm going to walk out and introduce you. And um, Scarlett says, no, no, I got this. Back off. <laughs> and um, Kind of too much Raina James on this ticket. Yeah. That's she gets up much. on stage and she owns the stage. The stage is hers. I'm sorry. She sings Crazy Tonight fully. We get to hear the full song this time. What do you think of Crazy Tonight? It's okay. Okay. Um, well, Deacon... <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'll tell you what's good. Go on. Her voice. Yes. She has some uh, depth on this one. She yeah. goes for a couple of uh, lower notes. And she's all over the stage. She's, she's going back and forth. She's dancing around. It's crazy. It's, it's Strutting crazy yeah, she's strumming her boots yeah. down. Yeah, but yep, she's owning this area. This is hers now. Yeah, um, Deacon is uh, off stage with Raina, mm-hmm. and he says, "You're all right." And she says, "Sorry, I didn't hear that." And he says, "You're all right." And she says, "Yeah, I heard it already." <laughs> I just really need to say it again. Um, and she says, "You know, sometimes you just got to fight your way through it." So don't ever call me wrong again. Um, Teddy gets home to see Peggy on the floor of the bathroom. She's crying. She's got blood spattered around her. Oh, what happened? Blood. Oh. Uh, well, she says she lost a baby, which we knew weeks ago. But oh, she's only telling Teddy now. Hold up a second. She had a miscarriage. She says, now now we're married. From, from drinking the pig's blood, she... Oh, that's a shame. I didn't realise these pregnancy cravings would do that. That's... She says, now we're married. I can tell you. Uh, I think I lost a baby. I know I lost a baby because the doctor told me, and that's the last time I saw a doctor a few weeks back. I've not been. But she had an appointment today, and she yeah. went to the appointment, and then that's she, she had cravings, and she lost her baby today because she had the cravings. Well, you... um, well, yeah. Huh. Well, we're uh, post uh, Scarlet's gig now, and uh, Scarlet and Deacon are together, and uh, Luke comes up and congratulates congratulates her, and he says, "You're a chip off the old Claiborne block," um, and. Then he turns to Deacon and he kind of says, that's a damn shame about your hand. Um, maybe you should have kept it on the wheel. Awkward. Yeah. Um, it's the opposite of Luke's usual advice. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Raina, meanwhile, comes... Well, not meanwhile. Raina now comes up on stage with Luke. Wait, um, she's up on stage again? Yep. Two nights in a row? And she's saying... Well, she's getting paid for this so she can buy Highway 65. She sings Ball and Chain with uh, with Luke, because it's a duet. Um, what did you think about the song? I thought it was a bold interpretation to decide to have that as the opening gambit of your big concert. Yes, you were saying that. Bring up, bring up Raina James, the uh, queen of country music, for your opening song, which is yeah, going to be a song no one's it. heard before. No. Not open up with one of your more famous songs or one of the crowd favourites or the current number one hits or whatever. Just go with something no one's heard before, because that's what they really want to hear. Right at the start of the concert, after you've done the thing where you do the pose in silhouette <laughs> that you're also doing in your logo, promote that uh, Luke Weir, he's doing the Bruce Forsyth hands on the uh, chin <laughs> thing. Right. And it was nice to see him, to see him nice. <laughs> and yeah, I would say with uh, Rayner and Luke singing this song, didn't they do well? Didn't they do well? They do well. Um... Well, Gunnar is watching off stage uh, and he's stood next to Jeff. Wait, Gunnar's not says, on stage for this. Oh, because no. oh, I was. Yeah, it's weird because I would have thought that he's the first person who should definitely be on stage for this. Well, he wrote the song. He wrote the song, and of course, we all know that, uh, you know, Bernie Taupin always was on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, and. Uh, sorry, Jeff sorry. Says, you know, because Elton did the music with uh, Bernie. Uh, oh, he just wrote the fucking lyrics. <laughs> Jeff says to um to Gunner, well, I guess you delivered. And Gunner says, damn right, I delivered. He says, uh, now about that showcase you promised me, when's my big stadium gig? <laughs> and, uh, Tonight and at 11.59. Jeff, Jeff says, uh, I'm a man of my word and walks off. Wait a second. No, he doesn't say it like that. He goes, uh, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and then the uh, guy screams who's upside down and suddenly he cuts off. And, yeah. um, you know. Michael Caine and Christian Bale and look at each other like, oh boy. Scarlet, meanwhile. Scarlet, meanwhile. I failed Nashville, Masterway. <laughs> Scarlet's with Deacon and uh, she says, do you, do you miss that? that? That's going on stage, you know. 
Rainer. Um, <laughs> and he says, I blew every shot of being a solo artist I ever got. And she says, well, you ain't dead yet. And he says, no, no I'm not dead. I ain't dead yet. And wow, he says, and I ain't... And he says, I ain't done either. He's, he's, he's going to come back in a big, big way. Johnny. Yes, he. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> um, we're now a post-show and we're toasting with champagne because um, that was a damn good song. Um, um, Jeff hold up, hold up. Up champagne? Him. Yeah. For who? For everyone. For everyone? Yeah. No, no, champagne for his real friends, real pain for his sham friends. Well, well, I've never heard that before, actually. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. Not, yeah. Original line, original line. That's David Gould wrote it for the show. You should write that down. I mean, you already have written it down because you said Yeah, pen and well. paper, pen and paper. Um, so um, Jeff comes up to Rainer and he says, yeah, that was, that was good. Um, How would you like and... to sign up to my record label? <laughs> And Rainer says, well, how about you release that as a digital single? And then, you know, uh, then your quarterly profits are up. You're welcome. Um, Is this how she's going to do it every year? She's yeah. just going to do a live performance just before Christmas time, and then that's going to yes. be a single. Um, and uh, Jeff says, all right, well, how do we do this? And she says, well, let's start by you giving me back my masters and get rid of that god-awful cover-up that you showed me. That nearly made me sick. And um, then he says, no, no, the Masters are sitting perfectly safe on the Universal lot. Nothing yeah. bad will ever happen <laughs> Um Gunner and Scarlet are heading back to their hotel rooms. Separate hotel rooms, I should add. Oh. Um, she, doesn't seem, she doesn't seem very excited. Uh, Gunner, meanwhile, is like over the moon. He just saw his song being performed on stage in a stadium. Um, Scarlet slinks away into her, her hotel room and calls her mum and leaves her a message and she says uh, no, I, I pull, pulled it off tonight but she says I'm not sure I'm cut out for this oh. and she, she says she misses her and then she curls up in her bed she curls and up and faces her, her pillows yeah it's a weird way of doing it and I just feel so bad yeah uh, Luke and Rainer are back in their hotel room now and they're undressing each other uh, turns out Rainer's never been a fan of lingerie uh, but I don't think Luke minds. And she says she she whispers she likes being naked with him. And that's that. That's that. <laughs> Teddy Teddy's making tea for Peggy because um, Peggy had a miscarriage a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and he says he's going to work from home tomorrow. Um, he's heard about this thing called Zoom where you can have meetings over the computer. Um, and. Peggy says, look, I know you just married me because I was pregnant. And he says, don't don't go there. Don't go there, girlfriend. Because <laughs> you're girlfriend now, I'm not wife. Um, he says, it's what brought us back together. But you're my wife now. Uh, Sorry, what did he say? He says, you're my wife now. Um, and it's just the two of us. Because the baby hasn't Wait, existed for a few what, weeks. What are they doing? They're in bed together. No, no, they're putting cars right? in the sky. All right. Okay. Wait. I see what you're doing. Um, Charlie comes to see Juliet and barges into her home, uh, and she says, "I'm not interested in you or your wife or your freaky lifestyle." Kink shaming again. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Well, I'm not interested in being the empty person that he's become, that I've become." Rather. Um, <laughs> and he says, "I'm falling in love with you." And we cut to credits. Now, how much of this is him just desperate to get a house for the night? Because <laughs> and poor, true. and you know, a hobo. You don't know his true intentions. You do know his true intentions. Is you know, he's hoping that there's a kitchen with food as well. <laughs> he's basically going to recreate the entirety of Parasite now. Well, that was um, season two, episode eight, Hanky Panky Woman. And uh, who is the Hanky Panky Woman? Twenty thirteen. Because I would venture it wasn't Juliet, who is a kink shamer. And it wasn't Scarlet, who is a uh, pillow-in-bed liar. And it doesn't seem to be Rainer, who is an anti-lingerieist. So who was yeah, that hanky panky She's still having some hanky-panky. That's not hanky-panky. <laughs> That's just fucking. <laughs> I mean, what, what better way to end? That's just fucking. Join us next week. You can find us... Johnny, where um, can we find you? You can find me at... Um, 
Movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Where can we find you, Andrew? Oh, I'm only on Twitter at Ethan Runts. I'm not on Instagram because I have a face for radio. And uh, radio <laughs> oh. doesn't exist anymore, so it's podcasting. <laughs> um, you can find us at Bluebird underscore pod on Twitter and Bluebird pod on Instagram. And um, Bluebird pod, uh, Facebook.com slash Bluebird pod. And email us at bluebirdpod at homeworld.com. You can find us currently on Netflix UK. You can indeed. It's a good film. No, Worth it's not. Watching. It is. Well, one of you likes it. <laughs> um, that's that for this week. Until next week, we've got to go and uh, finish tidying up the Bluebird. You've got to do that. I'm having a day off. You don't have days off. I do have we've days off. This. We've discussed this. Yeah, no. I didn't have a day off last year. This year, it's all days off. No, this year's just last year again, because last oh. year was a write-off. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. Yep. So but, back to work. But if it's a write-off, do I still have to put pen and paper? No, because it's Nashville.